Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. All right, everybody, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with Corey Johnson. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, mutual fund pricing. It's really interesting, mutual funds. Uh, buying into private operations, we see more and more of this, but uh, pricing, that's a little complicated. We're going to dig a little bit into that in just a moment. Let's get back to what's going on in the world of business for you and uh, today's trading session, 30 minutes to go in today's trade. Here is Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Carol Master. The U.S. Treasury Department has fined X. Ex- ExxonMobil, $2 million for, quote, egregious violations of sanctions against Russia when now Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was CEO. Exxon says it will challenge the finding that it violated the Russian sanctions. ExxonMobil shares, they're up by three-tenths of one percent. S&P 500 index and the Nasdaq Composite Index both trading at records. The Dow swinging between gains and losses. Right now, the Dow is down about a point at 21,640. S&P up two, up one-tenth of one percent. Nasdaq up seven, also up by one-tenth of one percent. Microsoft will be among the company's reporting earnings after the closing bell. Anurag Rana is senior software analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Markets. So the story is going to be very much like what we have seen in the past several quarters, you know, the transition to the cloud, uh, their legacy product growth. Uh, but one of the more important points that I'll be watching today would be what kind of operating expense guidance do they give for the next uh, uh, next year or, you know, what kind of, what would be their projections out as to how they think their expense, expense structure would look like. Chipotle Mexican Grills run week isn't over yet. Shares of the burrito chain are falling for a fifth day after it was hit by a fresh wave of damaging reports, dragging the stock down to its lowest level since last November. The number of people who claim to have been sickened by a Chipotle location in Virginia, now above 130. Gold up 40 cents the ounce to 12.42, up by less than one-tenth of one percent, crude down seven-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network, the broker-dealer RIA that's been putting relationships first since 1979. Find out why the industry's most satisfied advisors are head over heels about them. Visit Commonwealth.com for more information. This is Bloomberg. According to Morningstar, everybody, as of the end of last year, about 3.7% of U.S. equity and allocation funds had some money in private operations. And it's growing as more mutual funds buy into those private ops as less companies go public. So accurate pricing of these private companies, very, very important. Let's talk about that with our next guest. Uh, Mike Sobel is co-founder and managing director at Scenic Invest Advisement, excuse me. Uh, and we find him in our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. Mike, by the way, formerly BlackRock's head of equity trading and global head of fixed income index and iShares. Uh, Mike, nice to have you here with Corey and myself. You know, it is interesting. We are seeing more mutual funds. You know, when I first started looking at it, I'm like, wait, mutual funds buying into private companies. But we are seeing them increasingly do this. 
Uh, thanks, Carol. Great to be here. Yeah, indeed, they are doing a lot more of it. And, and, and one of the big reasons that they're doing it is that the public markets are uh, not offering the same kinds of uh, returns that we've kind of seen in the past. And so what a lot of the mutual funds are now starting to do with so many great disruptive technology companies coming to market is getting in there earlier so they can realize more of the gains and bring them to their mutual fund investors. And yet well, they're, they're incumbent on that as they're – uh, you know, when they're, when they, if you, if you own a, a thousand shares of Apple or MB Financial or whatever it is, you report the value of those at the close of the market on that day, even though the stocks continue to trade after hours or whatever. Right. And, and it starts to matter a lot, not just in a given day, but also at, in, at the end of a month or the end of a quarter. When it comes to a private, if you're invested in Uber, if you're invested in, 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 in name your startup, if you're invested in uh, Blue Apron, yeah. the mutual funds, and we had this with Blue Apron where the funds were reporting a certain valuation that was quite high. Yeah. The public markets later would not value the thing as much. What is the risk of, of uh, if not abuse, uh, reporting the wrong number? Uh, good question. I mean, I think, I think what, what the mutual funds attempt to do on a daily basis is to figure out what the current value of that security is if they needed to sell it today. And the reason they do that is they need to apply the value of that security so that they can figure out the true value of the mutual fund for their investors that are buying and selling that fund every day. Right. So, so you, you invest in, and I'll, I'm not suggesting any abuse by Fidelity or T-Row, but Fidelity and T-Row have been very active in investing in companies like Blue Ribbon and companies like Uber. Yeah. And so you expect that when you're buying shares of the fund that is invested in Uber and T-Row or Uber and Blue Apron or whatever, mm-hmm. you're getting the actual value of those companies at that time as part of that fund. That's exactly right. And so uh, they develop uh, pricing committees that kind of, uh, kind of are appointed by the board of the mutual fund. And those pricing committees' job is to ensure that not just private company valuations are correct. There's also times when public security uh, valuations are very difficult to achieve. For example, uh, there is an earthquake in Japan and the market shut for five days. They still need to value those Japanese equity securities every single day. And the pricing committee's job is to figure out where do I think these stocks are going to trade when they open. Why are you writing about this, or why do you think this is an important issue right now? It's come up uh, recently because there's been a lot of reporting on this. There's mm-hmm. been uh, we're getting questions from a lot of the private company executives that we do work for on raising primary and secondary capital, um, where there's uh, been news kind of written when there's a markdown by pick your favorite mutual fund, what that means for future financing of the company. Uh, there's been a lot of negative press stories kind of written on various publications. Uh, around taking implications of this and writing kind of negative press about uh, what this means for the company and how the mutual funds are viewing their prospects kind of going forward, which is not the intent of the mutual funds putting a, a daily and quarterly kind of mark on the stock. Well, some of them, most of them probably, but there, there, there's, a, there's a potential for abuse here. And we certainly saw this, you know, I, I know of cases uh, during the dot-com bubbles where mm-hmm. you had uh, hedge funds uh, were taking, taking stakes of companies they thought were about to go public. Sure. The IPO gets delayed and delayed. The market gets worse. Mm-hmm. They continue to keep and value that uh, company at its last round of investment, Correct. even though a sensible person might say it's going to have less uh, likelihood of, of reaching that round, be in part because they're able to draw a management fee based on a, the, the amount of assets under management. Um, yeah, I mean, or, or just bad pro- bad process, right? Right. Um, I think but I, but, but my, point, my point is not, not that yeah. – my point is that they are incentivized to do so because they can make more money by overpricing the asset. Yeah, I think on the mutual fund side, you know, all the mutual funds have, you know, regulatory constraints on how much privates they can even own in the mutual funds. It's actually a, a very, very small percentage, uh, no more than 15%. I'm not saying the mouth yeah. is full of cavities. I'm <laughs> saying the possibility is there to have one rotten tooth. Uh, 
I, I guess it is, uh, but you know, the regulatory kind of regimes around all the major mutual funds is 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 such that that would be a very, very, very difficult thing I think to kind of achieve in the current marketplace given the compliance environment. So just just uh, fifteen seconds here. Does the falling prices of these deals? Do you think it, it's going to make them less likely to invest in them? Blue Apron is, is a prime example of of T Row and others going in really late and getting uh, losing a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I think in the end, you know, is just that the the, the price is kind of put on the on the quarterlies. Right. You know, shouldn't be overly kind of interpreted to mean just that we think what it means for public pricing. Mitch Sobel, uh, senior investment uh, advisement. Thank you very much. Appreciate thank your time. You. All right, time for a check on your latest world of national news headlines. Let's get to Adrian Mitchell in our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom, excuse me, in Washington. Adrian. Carol and Corey, Bloomberg News has learned that Robert Mueller, who's probing possible ties between Russia and the Trump campaign, is examining a broad range of transactions involving Trump's businesses and his associates. They include the Miss Universe pageant held in Moscow and the Trump Soho project in New York. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley says the probe could expand further. It's very likely that any investigation, even of those insular transactions, are going to result in a broader discussion discovery demand of things like tax returns. He's clearly looking at the extent to which the Trump family has benefited from Russian interests and also, as reported today, the possibility that people like Manafort may have been in debt to Russian interests. A Trump lawyer says the probe has gone beyond the special counsel's mandate. O.J. Simpson has been granted parole. He spent nearly nine years in prison for armed robbery after he tried to get back some sports memorabilia. Simpson is to be released in October. As Senate leaders work toward a vote next week, the Congressional Budget Office says the latest GOP repeal and replace health care plan would result in $22 million more uninsured Americans in a decade. Ukraine's military says an outbreak of violence in eastern Ukraine has killed nine soldiers. The State Department calls it the deadliest 24 hours in the conflict this year. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.